Thanks so much for joining me. I'd like to share a few thoughts on how our thoughts may shape our world. So I say may, as in I'd like to offer some reflections for you, uh, the listener, um, on how this might be the case and how you might go about reflecting on that, how you might go about exploring through curiosity whether your thoughts shape your world or not. So I'd like to start with a quote from the Dhammapada, which is uh, one of the core teachings of the Buddha, one of the core texts of the Buddha. And the quote goes a little something like this. All things have the nature of mind. Mind is the chief and takes the lead. If the mind is clear, whatever you do or say will bring happiness that will follow you like a shadow. All things have the nature of mind. Mind is the chief and takes the lead. If the mind is polluted, whatever you do or say leads to suffering, which will follow you as a cart trails a horse. So the core part of this quote, I find, is this this phrase, all things have the nature of mind. Now, this can mean different things in different contexts or, or different vehicles of Buddhism. But here, I believe this is really referring to all things being influenced by mind, that all things are shaped by our mind. So maybe first we should define mind. So mind in Buddhism is something distinct from the brain. It's not, how do you say it? It's not the brain is involved in mind, meaning the brain is a muscle that uh, helps to bring our human experience forward, right? Our our brain helps us to process uh, thoughts helps us to process colors, perceptions, etc. But the mind in Buddhism is something non-physical. And actually the mind doesn't have a specific location, just as you can focus on your big toe of your right foot. You're bringing mind there. You're bringing awareness there. You're bringing um, attention there, so to speak. So that would be the one example of how mind doesn't have a specific location. So, Whatever you believe, it's fine. If you believe mind is brain, it doesn't matter for the for our purposes. But I just wanted to say and define a little bit uh, what we mean by mind in Buddhism. So first, mind is 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 not uh, something physical. Second, mind has these components. Um, there's texts that go into a lot of detail on this, but I'll just refer to four components. Mind can think, right? We can we can have thoughts in mind. Um, Mind can know, and knowing is something that happens naturally, where we don't necessarily have to think in order to know something. If you see your your phone, for instance, on a table, you just know that's your phone, right? You don't have to think, is that my phone? Maybe if you see it from a distance, you have to think about it. But once you see it up close, you know it because you're familiar with it. So that would be the quality of knowing. Awareness is the next quality of mind. My teacher, Sony Rimshe, likes to call this a double knowing because we're knowing in the sense there's just this raw knowing of what's arising sound or sight or smell, thought. But we also have this watchfulness that's part of awareness that also knows we're knowing, right? So it's a sense of watchfulness. It's a sense of being able to bear witness. And it's this mind we train primarily in uh, Buddhist meditation. Now, the fourth aspect we call clarity, but this is not the clarity of thinking, it's the backdrop of mind. It's the potential of mind to perceive, right? And this is uh, what we would call 
um, in some schools of Buddhism, uh, the relative nature of mind. Not nature in the sense of the same as what the Buddha is describing here, but nature meaning it's it's just natural expression to light up everything. That everything becomes illuminated because mind is clear and knowing. Okay? So that's kind of four aspects of mind. Thinking, uh, knowing, awareness, and clarity. So we can now start to reflect on how our thoughts might shape our world based on this, right? <clears throat> so just working with this aspect of mind that can think or that has thoughts. So I just want you to reflect on something recent that happened to you. Um, maybe the last trip you took out of your house to get groceries, to meet a friend, uh, to go to work, whatever you were doing, and just reflecting on that. Now there's physical reality to that, but how was that physical reality shaped? How was your impression of that? Now maybe think of something that you do regularly. So maybe it's the same grocery store you go to on a weekly basis, or it's um, your work, you know, your workplace that you go to every day and try to reflect on that repetitive activity, right? So you're getting your car or you're walking or biking or taking a bus or train. And how many of those days was it exactly the same? I'm not saying like, you know, those days that's humdrum and we're kind of bored and everything feels kind of bland and monotonous. I just mean your thinking mind. How was your thinking mind relating to everything that was appearing to you? How was your thinking mind almost, you know, creating the experience you had? Another way to think of this is I often think, you know, when I'm in a bad mood um, and I leave the house, everybody looks like they're in a bad mood, you know, not everybody, but, you know, it really does feel like everyone's just in a bummer mood. And similarly, if I'm in a really good mood, everyone feels kind of bright and happy. You ever notice that? So these are some things to pay attention to. Again, I don't want to give too many conclusions here. Just some reflections, right, on how our thoughts shape our world. I just want to leave it there. I don't want to make uh, too long of, of a, a video or a podcast right now. But just some, just some food for thought, some things to reflect on. Um, are your thoughts shaping your world? And leaving that as an open question and then reflecting on these aspects of how might your thoughts be shaping the world. Um, one quick one before we close is just as some of my opinions and beliefs over the course of my life have changed, I want you to reflect on yours. You know, um, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago, how did you relate to yourself and others? Um, how did you personalize yourself? You know, how, how, meaning like what kinds of identities were you associating with as yourself? What kinds of identities were you projecting onto others and the environment around you? And again, not doing this with a sense of judgment that there's wrong or right here, just this general reflection. Because what we want to see is that our mind is projecting all the time. Because what we want to be curious about is this question, how much is they're an objective reality versus how much is my mind projecting? And when we're discovering this, it's not that because or if the mind is projecting that we're somehow doing something bad or wrong. That's not the point here. The point is to start to recognize there's more flexibility and fluidity through this. So I just recommend that, you know, reflect on your life and different periods of your life and what kinds of identities you're holding, um, 
what kinds of states of mind or thought, because we change throughout our life. So thanks so much for taking the time to sit with me for this. I would love to hear uh, feedback from you if you work with these reflections or you work with some of what I'm sharing here as, um, yeah, a reflective meditation or a way to uh, engage with your thoughts and mind differently. I welcome your feedback. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can leave a comment below. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, feel free to reach out through my website, scotttusa.com. Thanks so much.